0: The title of this episode is From Hard Work to Effortless Flow. So today we're talking about going from, ah, I can't do this anymore type of hard work to an ease and an effortless flow, having that, you know, feeling like your shoulders drop (laughs) and feeling like you can breathe deeply in your life in so many ways. And we are getting very excited over here uh, for the Soul Frequency experience. Um, We are heading into, uh, we will be starting, gosh, the beginning of April, uh, this incredible experience, and we'll be sharing all about it um, over the next couple of weeks. It is the most fun time of the year that I get to meet the new participants and soul sisters in TSFE. The relationships that get created between the members are amazing and they continue on. Um, And the relationship I get to have with you guys is so fun and I look forward to it. I just have the highest intention of unconditional love for everybody that comes in the group um, and for all that they want to expand in their life. It's truly one of those fun things where you come in thinking, yeah, I want to learn this, and you come out learning, you know, 15 other things as well that <laughs> you could have never thought were gonna happen. So, um, so it's awesome. So keep your eyes out on the show notes for more information about TSFV. Um, and definitely we talk a lot about moving from force and effort to flow. And we're gonna be talking about that today as well on the show. I have an incredible guest. Um, Her name is Chantelle Pirat, and she is here with us. She's the founder and CEO um, of Emerging Women, and it's her mission to increase women's leadership across the globe. After earning her MBA from the University of Colorado, Chantelle left a career in medical device manufacturing in search of work that would align her dedication to transformative leadership with her passion for living an inspired and impactful life. In September 2012, she founded Emerging Women, a global leadership and media platform that serves over 70,000 women worldwide and has advanced women's leadership with Fortune 500 companies such as HP, Oracle, and more. Chantelle's ultimate vision is to weave feminine leadership and authenticity into business. Love that vision. And to create a world where women have a strong voice in the shaping of our future. Prior to Emerging Women for over a decade, Chantelle served as the part of the executive team and VP of sales and marketing for Sounds True, which is a multimedia publishing company focused on spirituality, personal growth, and holistic living. Chantal is a sought-after speaker delivering keynotes at the Grace Hopper Celebration, Wisdom 2.0, and many other stages where women's leadership is critical to the conversation. When she's not dancing or working to empower women around the world, Chantel enjoys family time with her husband and two sons in Boulder, Colorado. So with no further ado, help me welcome Chantel to the show. Chantel, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to chat with you
1: today. Thank you, Shauna. It's such an honor to be on here.
0: Yeah, I know we were flip-flopped. You were interviewing me for your show. And so it's fun. Now it's my turn and I'm so excited to be able to chat with you. Um it's so fun to um to get to come into your world and to get to see, you know, how you're um, sharing your energy and sharing your spirit with people. And as I was diving into that, like I was really sitting with, you know, how every word carries a frequency. Like I was sitting with the word like emergence, right. And the word emerging. And I know that word's really important to you. And I'm just wondering if you can take people back to like when that word kind of came into your world or when you connected with it in the way that you have brought it forward and what it has meant to you.
1: Wonderful. Well, this is my favorite topic. So thanks for starting with that. Um, About eight years ago, I made the decision to, it's not even I made a decision. It was like, you know how it is when, when, you know, we get struck by, you know, almost like lightning. Um, with an idea and all of a sudden it feels to use your terms that it's on this soul frequency that it's a, it's much bigger than ourselves. And and, um, so I was struck with that, 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 you know my purpose was to augment and facilitate uh, the rise of the feminine on the planet and to create a new paradigm for power that included the feminine equation and um, i've always been a big supporter of women and but this this was even bigger than women right this was the feminine and um, and so uh, it just came to me that you know we need to emerge women need to emerge but the feminine needs to emerge in a much bigger way and so that's where I came with um, emerging women. And what's interesting is my relationship to that word emerging has become less, um, I mean, it's still always very rooted in the collective for women to uh, claim their space on the planet and to use their voice for change. Um, but but it's also become um, more personal and I think that in a lot of ways, my relationship to my business has shifted where I myself can't expect the power of emerging women to be as far reaching as I envision unless I myself do not commit to my own emergence. And um, so I'm in a process right now where I'm getting more of my voice out there, instead of raising the voices of others, which of course I will always do because I have such a passion for that. Um, but but the two are going to be happening in, in tandem. And I just so appreciate how hard it is on a personal level to be seen, which emergence is to come out from under and to um, become manifest and to um uh, to to really like, you know, uh, take space in the world through transformation. And those are the many, there's, there's even a few other definitions of emergence, but for me to do that on a personal level is my next sort of edge. And I'm really excited about it.
0: It's so cool that you're bringing this up because, you know, there are eras obviously of time and, you know, still people in this kind of very 3d you know older construct of like almost putting on a mask and going to work or you know building something that is not at all like just doesn't doesn't call you up to anything like just like this is totally separate from me and building something over here and yet we're in this time of like integration we're in this time of you know it's we're no longer going to be able to do things that just aren't aligned. Um, And so I think it's just really beautiful, like you sharing about that, that you putting out emergence into the world for, for years, right. And helping other people emerge that at some point it ends up, you know, wait a second, where's my next level of emergence. And can you talk about, because I know you interact a lot of and help and support a lot of, female business owners and women who, you know, work in corporations, like where, where are you seeing this going with people versus let's say, you know, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, and today how people are interacting with like who they are and what they do and how those intertwine.
1: Oh, exactly. I mean, even before you said that, that, that was running in my head, um, there There never has been a separation between who we are and what we do. Um, That's been an illusion. And I think with a lot of the stresses that we're facing in the world, people have just had it with keeping that illusion up. And um, just from sheer exhaustion, those boundaries are coming down. And we're realizing now we we also work in the corporate landscape as well as with individuals and what we're realizing is that leaders, men, women, all across, um, are, are finding that uh, who they are matters way more than what they do in terms of being happy. And being happy means being succe- means will lead to being successful. It's really hard to be truly successful if you are not happy. That, that is part of the illusion. So who are we? And being really more deliberate about self-authoring who we want to be in the world is, is, is the path forward for leadership. It's the path forward for entrepreneurship. It's really just the path forward for being a human being on the planet.
0: Yeah. And do you feel like there's, you know, I think sometimes people will say to me, like, how am I able to do what I really love or create what I really love? Like, it seems like work, this idea of work is like, okay, I go here and I work, but to actually create something that is an expression of you and what you actually love to do as work Seems like almost too good to be true, right? For some people, or I'm not sure, you know what I mean? That like everyone can't just do what they love, right? Like then every job wouldn't be fulfilled. So I'm just wondering what are some of the constructs that people in your community are breaking down around being able to be fully themselves in how they, you know, how they work and move through the world?
1: Well, I mean, I, what's interesting is that weirdly enough, I do think it's in this same concept. There's a lid for every pot, right? I do think that, um, no matter what the job, there's always somebody who's going to love that. And you use the word love. I mean, if it's not, you know, this, this, you know, if it's not an F yeah, it's a no. Um, I think that's where a lot of people are. If, if, if you're following your heart, I know this sounds so trite, believe me. I. um you know, I'm the last person, I've become a new age, like devotee in such a big way, because these are not just platitudes. This is true. And the work that comes out of uh, a resonance with the heart is going to be less effort. And I am telling you that from experience, because I have efforted in my life. <laughs> I have efforted when we follow the heart and we follow true desire, desire, which by the way, is really hard specifically for women to do, because we do not give ourselves permission to, as Esther Perel says, own our wanting. So first step, own your wanting. And when you own your wanting, the rest is, it is almost effortless. And it is not a myth that we can create meaningful work and give back to the planet and give back to our communities, and be in our purpose, and it can be joyful and easeful. This myth that to make an impact, to fulfill our purpose, that it is going to require a lot of hard work. Not that we're not going to work, but it's going to feel easeful and joyful when we follow our heart. And I have have pushed back on this concept so many times. I'm a good Capricorn. I'm a planner. (laughs) I know how to execute. I'm very comfortable in execution. And, And I love the will, I celebrate it. You know, hey, we can make ourselves do things. I have never been more in my seat, more joyful, more appreciative and filled with gratitude as when I'm working from my heart and following that as you say following the soul frequency or following the resonance of the heart so I'm a big fan of it
0: yeah and you know it's so funny because until I um until I had my own business I didn't truly understand that there were so many different people that like to do different things. And I remember the first time, like I, because I'm more creative and like doing things that are more like meticulous is not my jam. And, Mm -hmm. and so when I met somebody for the first time and hired them for my team who loved that, my mind was blown like i had never i mean i think i've just gravitated to more creative people in my personal life and things like that but it was a really eye opening experience cuz i was like oh this beautiful soul who came to like support you know my my um vision like genuinely loves the things that i like it's like nails on a chalkboard cannot do and it was like the synergy of that was so powerful i was like Oh my gosh, you love this stuff. Like, this is great. Like, you're not doing it right out of like, oh, I really would rather be doing this, but I, you know, we have to do this because this is my role. And it taught me to like hire for, for love, right? Like, if someone loves to do something, like, hire people who love to do the task and wait until you find the person who loves to do it. And it was such an eye opener for me that, like, really, there are like people who love to do all the things. And yep. when you work from that heart-centered space, like you're talking about, you know what I mean, with people that love to do all the things, it's so empowering.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's fabulous, and I also say, you know, as a leader or an entrepreneur, um, like really giving voice to that, and is it's a it's hard to weed out the shoulds, and especially yeah. as an entrepreneur because there's a lot in in our field in the in the world of spiritual leadership and um and thought leadership a lot of what we do is in the content and then when we look out we don't always engage with the content but we are see- the first line is the marketing and so there's, there's a whole like system that has to work for that marketing to happen. And so as we're looking out into the world, we just automatically, our brain goes, should, 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 should. And it takes us out of what we do, which is the content and the ideas. And, um, and so, you know, really understanding what makes us happy. Some people love the marketing. Uh, And they want a hand in it and they want to do, create those systems and their thought leaders, you know, Um, and uh, maybe they need help organizing their thoughts or, but every, knowing what your secret Like what's easy for you and that comes naturally and that lights you up, and then delegating the rest. I mean, that's such an obvious point, but I can't tell you how many times I've had to learn that over, and I'm still learning it.
0: Well, there's layers of it, right? I mean, just like, and I think this is so important for everybody listening, like. There's layers of the learning of the lessons, right? It's like you can get the same basic lesson over and over again in various layers. It's like, oh, here's another layer of that lesson, or here's another layer of that lesson. And we're all constantly learning, right? That's what we're doing here is learning. And when you get on the court, like if you are an entrepreneur, you're on the court, right? Learning some lessons and learning lessons about who you are as a person and what, you know, what you're what this is as, as a company that you've started. Um, but no matter what we're doing or what role we're playing, we're just peeling back the layers and learning the lessons. And I think, you know, what's so interesting to watch occurring and, and I want to get your feedback on this because you're front and center to this is just a complete like evolution because we are evolving as individuals of what is work, right? And what is a company? And so I'm just curious, like from feedback from that you get and what you see, like, cause you interact with so many leaders, like both in the corporate space and in the entrepreneurship space, like what are people reflecting back to you is that is changing? Like, what do you hear time and time again?
1: Well, I would say what our version of success is has become the focal point of everybody's conversation. Um, I think everybody's reevaluating that. And um, there's like the one old model, which is my income and my job title, right? The the title, the weight of it. I mean, just to use the the old model or an entrepreneur, it's the, you know, your revenue and and, uh, the cachet of what you do, but, really, when we're reflecting on our lives, it's, you know, how do we, how's our mental health? How's our physical health, (laughs) right? Do I like what I do? Do I love what I do? How much free time do I have? Like free, unfettered, unplanned, unrestricted, totally free time, right? How much of that is in your life? right and then the smallest of slivers is the income and the job title right and and so the question is what kind of life do you want to live it's going to be different for everybody and you know there's there's different archetypes right there's enneagram there's astrology there's human design there's numerology there's right but however you get there knowing what how much of all those things that you need, it's a formula that's unique to each and every one of us, right? You know, do you have kids? Maybe you don't need that much free time. Do you, you know, do you have a partner? Do you have, do you want to throw yourself into, and it is seasons, right? Like right now, I'm feeling a huge season for emergence, and it's not just one year. It'll probably be three years for me, you know, Um, working through resistance and, and getting, you know, so that's like my next journey and every and someone else might be in a more reflective or healing season, right, which usually comes before a big emergence, right, a, a, like a, the wintering, if you if you will, if we're since we're in the middle of winter here. Um, so so what is it I just keep coming back to that desire, like, what is it that we all want for ourselves, and it's not the same formula right? Some people want to scale and go big, and some people want to keep it close to home. So knowing your formula for what's going to make you feel successful and happy, I think is crucial. And, and you know, as women, we put what we want. I see it time and time again, and I don't want to overstate the gender divide, but I will tell you that just based on experience, I, I, men are way better at, at uh, recognizing and claiming their desires than women. So we got a lot of work to do in that.
0: Yeah, and you know what? And I don't know if it's even just like, you know the fact that we have the option in biology to you know to have children um like there's a certain you know i feel like innate skill set to be able to like raise a child you know that has us be able to focus on multiple things you know simultaneously things like that um but i do feel like the ability for a woman to like almost um shut down her needs and wants or like completely bifurcate herself from them such that she like can go into a space of, of doing and providing and taking care of where she's not even aware of like what her own wants and needs are. I yeah. feel like there's something in there that's really interesting, different than like a male biology. Um, and, and like, I feel like it's much more accessible or always like on their mind or the ability to access like what I need in this moment, what I don't want in this moment, where I feel like I have witnessed in myself at times in my life. And then also like witnessed in other women that I know very well, this ability to like literally believe like I'm okay right now. Right. And, And yet like you're not. And, and, and in a later point in time, like having something happen in your life or waking up and realizing like, wait a second, you know, what I mean, I lost myself for a minute or I disconnected from my needs or wants for a minute and I need to kind of come back to center.
1: Exactly. And those can be such moments of gifting that yeah. life offers us. And I agree with what you're saying. I just think as a cultural, as a culture in general, we overprivilege grit, and I know Angela Duckworth has this great program and and, um, and she's a researcher on grit and how um, being able to sustain grit or have grit, so to speak, is what is differentiates the sort of separates the wheat from the chaff. The the, the most successful people um, are able to withstand grit. And yet I, I feel like what, what's it all for? You know, at what point does experience the experience of grit simply become the capacity to endure? And is that enough? I mean, is that enough? I mean, what, what's it all for if it's not for grace, for love, for, so if we don't really start changing the, the priority there and putting grace before the grit, we're just going to be in a cycle of, you know, withstanding grit, and overcoming grit, and developing resilience for the grit, and if that's a bleak world, that's a bleak existence. I have lived that existence, and it's it's one of excessive striving without ever getting to enjoy the pleasures that, that should come with that.
0: Yeah. And this, this kind of lends itself to the, you know, we're moving into this time, like you talked about earlier of, of the divine feminine and like the, the feminine aspects of self coming into more balance. Mm -hmm. Like, do you feel like that has happened like within yourself, you know, over, let's say the past 10 or 15 years, like, like coming into more balance within yourself with that feminine and masculine?
1: Absolutely. I mean, I will tell you that my greatest lesson is to trust the feminine. That is my greatest lesson. I mean, you are talking to someone who used to say, I'm not a feminist. I used to say those words. I used to say, um, when I I was a tomboy, I I used to deny being a girl. I looked like a boy when I was 13. And um, I had a, a very strong I have a very strong masculine streak and it I've burned out on it. Um, I don't think it's sustainable. I don't think it's as powerful as, um, as intuition, as trust, as believing in the unknown, as, um, so many other things as receiving, um, as connection, I mean, I don't even know what to say. We could all just talk about connection. What we can accomplish just as a human species, let alone like the earth and the ecological system, through connection versus through what I call a more masculine approach, which is the individual approach, is tremendous. We have so much more power in connection than we do on our own. And and so I've, it's my work. It's been my work for the last, as you said, 15 years. Yeah, 20, yes. Like as long as I've had awareness, I've been throwing the feminine and my own womanhood under the bus. And since I started Emerging Women, I, I, I started my journey with the trust in the feminine and i'm still in that journey but i will tell you like i have turned a corner i've turned a corner since i've started this business and i i do not ever doubt ever doubt the power of the feminine and is it an either or no but it's it's like we we've 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 seen the masculine almost completely extended and fully expressed on the planet i say almost because i do think there's a healthier version of the masculine that we will evolve into but we've seen a lot of masculine expression we haven't even started yet to see what a fully express a fully expressed feminine energy looks like on the planet and what kind of impact it has. We haven't even begun. So that's exciting to me. And I I do feel like I felt it in my own level of trust. I mean, just the word trust. It's a somatic experience. Do you know how long I have felt that trust was a mental concept? But until I embraced trust on a physical level and felt my body feel the relief that trust brings, which is the realm of the feminine, the somatic experience. I never knew trust. It was an idea. It was a concept. I knew trust when it came into my body. And that's the kind of knowing that I think as a human species, we're going to be moving more and more into this connection. Um, Like you say, moving from 3D to 5D, right? Like, there's the physical, there's the energetic, there's so many different ways of knowing that we haven't even tapped into. And I think that's the future.
0: Yeah. Beautifully said. It's so, it's so right on. And, and I want to talk about, cause you shared about your own personal experience. Cause I think this is such an important thing that we need to become aware of is the word resistance. Like you know, when we come to these points where we're expanding into this new space, like new aspects of ourself, or like you talked about learning to, you know, the trust that is in your body. Um, there's many times like resistance, right. To that being seen, being heard, like whether it's coming forward with that feminine aspect of self that maybe didn't feel so safe years ago, but is absolutely you know, front and center to who you are now, like, Mm -hmm. what is that experience for you just personally, like when you come up against that resistance, um, what does it feel like for you? How do you move through it?
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's interesting. Some people do not have a resistance to being seen. They're born for it right? They're like, give me the stage. And I always admire those people. Um, I, you know, I've, I mean, I don't know how into astrology everybody is on this call, but, um, you know, I happen to have Neptune and Scorpio in my first house, uh, conjunct my rising sign. So there's like a tendency for me to to hide. um, And that So it's a very real edge for me to be seen fully in who I am. And I think that that in order for us to save the planet, each and every human being needs to claim their full expression. And what does it mean for them to inhabit their sort of unique gifts and their full expression to speak fully from their voice? and to offer fully, you know, uh, their gift to the world. And the more that, and that's a very individual thing. Um, The more that we make space for ourselves to do that and for others to do that, the more that collectively I think will evolve in humanity. And it is an an edge for me. Um, And, you know, here's the thing, women in particular, we need to do this in order to create the change that we want to see. So we need to get over it and get over it fast, because um, you're not doing anybody any favors, least of all yourself. But but for the for for humanity, if you do not fully step in to who you are and make it visible, see, emerging is not just oh, I'm recognizing myself, this is what I want, and I'm going to just, um, you know, kind of continue to contemplate that. That's not emergence. Emergence is beca- coming out from under into full view. Into full view. That is emergence. And until we're doing that, we're planning, we're thinking, we're which is great because there is a stage of emergence <clears throat> where we're gathering you're underground and you're gathering and you're deciding what resonates what doesn't resonate where's the contrast what do i want what do i don't you know that's really important but that's you're not truly emerging until you are stepping out and claiming the space
0: ooh that's powerful you know what like so that that leads me to this question is how how do we know like, cause there's, you know, paralysis analysis that goes on, right? When we're when we're up against the resistance or we're in fear. And you can literally, I mean, I think everybody's had this experience at one time in their life or another, where you continue that like thinking, planning stage when you know it's well beyond the time you needed to think and plan, right? Like it's time to take action and it's time to emerge and it's time to step forward, but it's like scary or it's, you know, there's resistance to it. And so we stay in that conceptualizing, thinking, planning, whatever, a lot longer, I think in a lot of, for a lot of people in a lot of ways, than we need to like, how does one know, like when it's time to like, you know, okay. Cause we never feel really ready, right. To do anything. Right. I mean, most right. people say I never felt ready. You know, I never felt sure, totally right. ready yet. We wait and we think we're, we're going to like be blessed with readiness someday. Right. Like they're going to sprinkle, yeah. <laughs> sprinkle the magic power of readiness on you. So, so how, and maybe you can just answer this even from personally, like, how do you know when, when it's like, okay, I've thought I've planned, I've conceptualized, I've envisioned, I've set intentions. Like when is that at that edge of the, of the action point?
1: Right. Oh, God. And how do you know it's not a should in terms of your time? Yes. Right? Yes. Because again, we look out there and we see all these like amazing people doing amazing things. And I'm I'm just always so inspired. And then the first thing we can do is just go, well, I'm not doing that. I, ha- I have to hurry up. I have to do it. I have to do it. But a very um, wise person uh, told me, and of course I'm talking about you, you know, slow it down, slow it down. What's the, you know, you were like, you're six months out. And I was like, what, you know, in our, in our, in our reading, just for full disclosure, I did have a reading with Shauna. It was fabulous. Um, and yeah, there's this feeling that we have to rush, um, and alignment has, has no time Uh, you know, attached to it. And when you feel full resonance, then, you know, it's time and it could still be six months out. Right. But you want to feel the resonance. You don't want to feel the shoulds. You want to feel the F yes. And that, that, you know, that alignment of frequency to use your term um, is so important because that's what makes it easy do you see what I'm saying? Like, yes, you know, you want it to feel easy and joyful. If it's not feeling easy and joyful, it is not time. Now on this, now I'm going to speak out of both sides of my mouth, because another way I know that it's time is when you feel sick, when you actually feel nauseous, right? Because you're like, uh Oh, it's actually here. This is one of my signs that like, um, like, oh God, like when I get, like, it's actually here. Um, I start to feel a little bit like that's my resistance. Like, oh, I don't know, I'm scared. I don't want to do it. Or what if there's rejection? What if only three people sign up? Or, you know, all those things. That's, that's you know, you don't feel that when you're not close to launching something or um, putting your work out in the world. You're like, oh, I have time. You know, I'm not going to feel sick, but when you start feeling like that nervousness, it'll manifest in different ways. Um, You'll know when you're up against your edge, but if you time it right, it'll, it can be joyful. It can be joyful and easeful. And I've, I'm just living proof of that because I have forced a lot through and have been successful uh, in that approach, but Now, everything I do just feels like a dream. I can't believe how easy it is. Like, I really, I say to my husband all the time, I'm like, I can't believe how much I love what I do. And it just feels so much easier. Even though I loved Emerging Women when we were doing the events and all that, but it was hard and I got burned out. And even though we, we were successful and it was wonderful, I was not successful and myself as a human being. Now it's like, I have everything and I can't, I almost can't believe it. I'm still learning that trust, (laughs) but
0: yeah. Aren't we all right. Aren't we all like, I think that's so important too. And I think it's important to know that like, everybody is always learning. Like we like to look at people and we like to go, Oh, they've, they've arrived. Right. Like they don't have any more lessons. They, they know everything. They know what they're doing. And like, that's just, that's an illusion. Like we're all peeling back the layers. We're all seeing like, if you're an enough awareness, you will start to see the multidimensionality of the layers, right? If you're learning trust, you'll learn it over and over again, layer by layer by layer. And it's like, oh, here's this perspective on it. Oh my gosh, here's this perspective on it. And it's glorious, right? It's a deepening of that learning that's so beautiful. But when we get in the illusion that, that anyone else has it all figured out or that they're not human or that they're not here learning their lessons, then, then we pull ourselves into like the shoulds, right? Or other people yeah. know better or all that kind of stuff um, instead of just being in the glorious learning of what this experience is.
1: I love what you're saying because this is a practice and and starting on the small stuff, right? Like, oh, do I feel alignment here? Do I feel the resonance? Okay, I'm gonna take this small step and go to this Whole Foods versus that you know, lucky's market for this, you know, little tiny things. And you start to build that um, practice of recognizing when something is resonant, whether it's a timing or a a course or a partnership or a person or a partner, um, whatever it is that involves choice, really taking those small steps to tune into our own resonance with things as menial as you know what shirt i'm going to wear this morning um can really help build and flex the muscle so when the big stuff happens like the timing of a course or a trajectory for your business you feel i f- have found that to be just like i have so much more confidence now um since i've been doing that kind of resonance scoping ahead of time on the small stuff and so i think that's a really good point about the learning
0: yeah. It's so beautiful. So I want to give everybody the opportunity to connect with you too. Um, where, How do they find out more about Emerging Women, about you and your beautiful work that you are going to bring forward individually as well?
1: Yay. Okay. So um, a couple of things. One, we have a membership on Emerging Women. Um, we also, uh, I mean, It's really hard to do anything in isolation, and one of the the things that we really believe strongly is is doing our work, um, whether it's, you know, our our capital W work, meaning inner work, or the work that we're putting forward in the world, and they are, yes, one and the same, um, to to think that we're going to do all that by ourselves is just insanity. I think it's an old model. And so um, joining something where you've got a membership or you're joining a community or you're creating your own women's circle, um, I think is paramount. And the reason I say women's circle is because um, it can really help to be in this with other women who are um, as committed to living a life of full expression as, um, as you are. And that's just the nectar um, that you want to surround yourself with. So we have a membership um, and we also work a lot in, you know, with corporate um, women in the leadership space. So if you're, you happen to be part of, Um, that world. uh, You may see us in your company. Um, And I've got some courses coming out. The next course will be self-authorship and more coming um, this year. We'll be doing more individual public offerings. We're probably going to bring the power circles back. Um, But really just being here with you, Shauna, has been such a a gift. And uh, just check out our blog and podcast podcast, the Emerging Women Podcast, um, and you can connect within our community um, in so many different ways. So we look forward to seeing you and meeting you.
0: Yes, wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Chantel, for coming on. So many beautiful golden nuggets of wisdom. I think it's such a powerful and important time. I mean, here we are in the year of 2022, all these feminine number twos. So I think this is this is a topic that's so important, especially pertinent to this year.
1: Yes. Yes. And we'll see you out there. All right. Let's, let's like do this together for sure.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. It's such a blessing to have this conversation and I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day.
1: Thank you. It's been an honor. Take care.
0: I'm Shauna Lee, and you've been listening to the Soul Frequency Show podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Soul Frequency. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. Join me next week for more powerful awakenings and positive vibes.